You can trust Kimberly and Carrie to guide you through the arrangements to create a meaningful ceremony to honor the life of your loved one. Taking care of your loved ones with respect and dignity is our ministry here at Sheridan Funeral Home in Sheridan. This is Ken here at Prime Rate Motors, where we understand everybody's situation is different. We recently had a customer that needed to keep his ranch truck, not trade it in. What he needed was a car for town. After visiting with him, we discovered that what he did have was an extra stock trailer. We were able to take that trailer in as a trade-in and got him a nice economy car that was good on gas and easy to park downtown. Stop in. Let's work something out. Here at Prime Rate Motors, the Super Trailer Store, or PrimeRateMotors.com. Champion Funeral Home is dedicated to providing compassionate and personalized service to your families. They provide support personable care, and affordable prices to Sheridan and Johnson County and surrounding areas. Champion Funeral Home has been family-owned and operated since 1911. They will comfort you in your time of need and provide your family with a meaningful tribute to your loved one. Contact Champion Funeral Home at championfh.com or call 674-6369. Desperado Dave here with Sheridan Honda and Power Sports and First Northern Bank Pro Football Pick'em. Here's what happened this week on KROE. Dave Cox. I was looking at the thing this morning. David says Desperado Dave. I thought it said Desperate Dave. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Seven points. Very bad. Trevor was working on that one all day. Yeah. yeah. No, I just saw it about an hour ago and I thought, oh, that's what I thought it said. Well, anyway. He did very James, well. Yeah, 10. I know. I didn't pick Thursday night, but I picked the rest of them. So Who that's why this, you got the star and yep. the 10 wins. That's exactly yeah, I mean, probably. But here's the thing. I mean, this is all hindsight. I would have picked Arizona. Oh, whatever. So. Yeah, yeah, okay, let's go. Uh, Kansas, your team, the Pack. Okay, I, I'm going to go Packers. Are you serious? Yes, I am serious. <laughs> Loyalty. Yes, I'm yep. loyal. We're live every Wednesday at 7.40 a.m. on KROE 103.9. Play along with us for a chance to win a prize valued at $100 every week. Make your picks at Pro Football Pick'em on the contest page on SheridanMedia.com. What would Christmas be without tradition? Without the comfort of home, the joy of family, and the smiles of children? Sheridan Media welcomes you to open your heart this year during the 25th Annual Christmas Wish Campaign. Due to temporary circumstances beyond their control, some families, friends, and neighbors will struggle to make ends meet, let alone have a Merry Christmas. It is tradition for the Christmas Wish Campaign to bring the spirit of the holidays to those individuals. In the past, we have assisted several people with everything from bills to food, clothing, Christmas trees, and toys for children. Please send your Christmas Wish nomination and donations to P.O. Box 5086 Sheridan or submit them online at SheridanMedia.com as soon as possible. All wishes must be submitted in writing and must include your name and phone number. There are follow-up questions our committee will need to have answered to properly assess each wish. Wishes must be received by Friday, November 25th. Partners for this year's Christmas Wish Campaign are Atlas Chiropractic, First Federal Bank and Trust, Heartland Kubota, Advanced Auto Body, A-Line Roofing and Exteriors, and Wyoming Corporate Office. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whiting. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Sheridan Civic Theater Guild is back for the 2022-23 season with a Sean Grenan play, Beer for Breakfast. This morning I am joined by Sheridan Civic 
Theater Guild members, director of Beer for Breakfast, Sharon Bedard, Valerie Hovland. Yes. Hovland and Robbie Wells. And uh, we're hoping to be joined by Rick Miller by phone, but he is working. We're never sure exactly what's going to happen on that one, so he may join us a little bit later. But good morning, Civic Theater. Good morning. Good morning, morning, Floyd. Now, uh, Sharon, what is Beer for Breakfast about? It's about life changes. What is it that we go through from the time we're young and enjoying ourselves to that period of middle to later age when we look back and think, my life is changing so much, what can I do to stop it? Do I want to stop it? What changes do I want to make? And that's just about beer for breakfast. Wow. And and so these themes, these growth themes, uh, you know, that's something like I think everybody can identify with. I think I was 36 when I finally said, you know what, I need to leave this section of life in the past. That's hard to let go of sometimes. Isn't I was 46 and I decided to go to college. Wow. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So a, a brand new stage in life. Total, total change. And I know for, for a lot of us, we, we hear about this midlife crises that a lot of us go through. I don't call it a crisis. I call it um, something to renew ourselves. These characters in Beer for Breakfast are going through that process. A, a change. A change for the better, hopefully. Um, sometimes there are health changes that we, we face as we age, Uh, One of the characters is having a health crisis or coming through on the other side, hopefully to come through a better person. Yeah. Um, A great character. It's things like that change you as a person. And, and, and the, you get a new appreciation for life. I think when you, when you really maybe looked death in the face and understood, maybe I should reprioritize some things. And I like how you address the midlife quote unquote crisis. Some people might call it a midlife crisis. Other people might say, I am finally at the point where I can let this go or, or grow a little bit beyond what I was before, like a metamorphosis, really. Exactly. Why did you choose this play to direct? Is it because you saw something within it where you're like, you know what, I identify with the changes that they're going through? Actually, it was a fluke. Uh, Some friends of mine with Actors Mission in Rock Springs had done it last year. And I was caught by the name Beer for Breakfast. I I enjoy a good good, um, glass of beer. (laughs) Not particularly for breakfast, but... But the title really got to me. And then I read the play and I thought, I can do this play. And I wanted to do it last spring, early. And instead, we did A Bad Year for Tomatoes um, and had success with that. So I guess this year I'm in my food mode. Yeah. (laughs) Tomatoes and now bear. Yeah. Now, is this a comedy? Yes, it is a comedy. it is a comedy, but it does drive home a point. Yeah, so, yeah, that that growth, which most comedies do. Now, um, what's what's the story underlying? 
you don't have to give anything away, but what's the, where do we start up at? We start with a reunion of four buddies. These guys have been friends since early college days. They've been roommates. They've done everything together. They reunite every once in a while. But it's been 12 years since the last time they got together. So they're planning this huge uh, blowout weekend. And somebody sends a, a big surprise, a big surprise in the guise of his wife, whom the guys all know. Um, our, our lead TJ does not like this woman, and he's very upset. In fact, he's going to leave. But that's, that's where the start of the problems come in, is when Jessie, the wife, shows up in place of her husband, Adrian. That, that would create some conflict <laughs> and plenty of opportunities for laughs. But I think, I think a lot of guys out there could identify with this, you know, the guys weekend and and ladies as well. You know, there's a lot of ladies weekends where everyone runs off to Vegas or goes and has one good blowout for the year. And then imagine your best friend's spouse shows up instead of your best friend. The best friend who going to provide jobs or opportunities for the other buddies and he doesn't show up. So there's a lot to this. Now, when we explore these themes, we're really looking at friendship, uh, aging, uh, like we were talking about before, the coming of a maturity, I think, that uh, a lot of people don't understand even throughout their 30s. I'd say we really don't start to pluck those strings till we hit around 40. Uh, so I'm, I'm fairly new to it myself. <laughs> but, <laughs> but these themes, were they hard... For the actors to capture or or did you see them really resonating these easily i believe that they're they're living this particular time of life now so i think it's been easy for them to to just drop right into it um they're making changes in their own lives they're they're dealing with these these um growth spurts uh, they're dealing with the coming of, um, as a, a friend of mine put it, the Q-tip years. You look around and you see all of the white-haired people, <laughs> the, the Q-tips. And so while they may not have the natural Q-tip look, it's coming and they know it. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've noticed a, a lot more gray in my beard every day. <laughs> it's a little bit more every day. Now... Valerie, yes, you play Jessie, the wife of the missing Adrian. Yes, I do. Tell me about Jessie. So Jessie is very, very smart. She's a doctor, and she's very witty. She's very snarky. Um, you 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 want to like her, but she says enough that you also want to hate her. Um, she's very complex. Um, I really have enjoyed watching. Jesse changed through the play. When we first read the play, I said, I don't really want to be this unlikable. <laughs> <laughs> but as you read through it, you, you, you actually come to really warm up to Jesse and you understand her plight too. She's, yeah. there's a lot on her shoulders. Like uh, Sharon was saying, Q-tip age, 
she's raised her kids, but she's also had to help her parents transition and she's helping her, you know, friends transition. And she's at this arc of her life where it's, she needs to make a change and she didn't know what it was until she got here. I think a lot of, of your audience members will be able to identify with Jesse. Absolutely. She's, she's, she's every woman. And she's every woman that you've wanted to be, every woman you've wanted to see. You want her to succeed. And and being in this position where she can potentially succeed in this new arena yeah. is very exciting for her. Yeah. Now, where did you identify with the character uh, at first? So you said you were reading through and you were like, man, I do not want to be this person. <laughs> you know, I don't want to have things thrown at me while I'm on stage. But all of a sudden there was a click. What was the click? I actually am Jesse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I read, read through this early in this, this summer and just had to, had to audition for it because I am Jesse. Um, I very much identify with all of her changes. She's very smart, sometimes smart for too smart for her own good, which is definitely me. Uh, she's had to make the stand for all women, whether it's, against her husband or his friends or out in the public arena. And Jesse's had to do that. Like I said, she's a physician and she's, she's had to help her parents transition and both my parents have passed away and she's had to raise her kids and my raising my son. And <laughs> I, this, I, I think when this uh, person wrote the play, he said, call Valerie Hubbard <laughs> because this is, this is very much me. You it wasn't, looked, a, wasn't a stretch. <laughs> you looked at her path and saw your footprints. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Her and I are walking the same the same path together. <laughs> now, uh, do you prefer Rob or Robbie? Rob. Rob. Yes, All right. Rob, you. you play TJ, kind of the leader of the pack. Tell me about TJ. I think T- TJ, he is a lot like me. There is some thing there's there's a lot of things that are like him that are like me. He's a he's a smart smart ass. Yeah. Can I say that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he is a smart ass. I think he he uses humor as a defense mechanism also. I think he likes He's not as tough as he is. I think his exterior is always kind of a show, kind of a show. Right. But he's also very caring. He he does care deeply for his friends. Yeah. Um, But that's, that's, that's something I identify with greatly, greatly as far as as he goes. You know, I think I would probably identify with TJ the most. Uh, When I was running around with my army buddies, it was all about the group, not about the group's families, you know, because I, I didn't have my priorities straight back then. You know, you're taking time away from us by going and spending time with your family. What are you right. doing? You know, right. I had some growing up to do. Right. And and TJ sounds like he maybe had a little growing up to do. He did definitely. Yeah. Well, there's there's scenes in the play. Well, you'll that'll that'll come to free. You'll hear about that. Yes. <laughs> now you're the one with the conflict with Jesse. Yes. So how 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 did that dynamic work out? Did you two sit down and decide? You know what? let's take it this route or let's show intensity here, but not here. Or uh, we never really sat down and did anything. I, like that, I think we? we've just let it evolve Yeah, yeah. because yeah. Rob and I were, were strangers when we met. Right. So it gave us a lot of opportunity to just see what happens. And then Sharon's direction gave us a lot of yes. opportunities to really explore the depths of what's going on. And that kind of evolved and, and, and grew life organically in a way. Right. Yeah. Whereas oh, yeah, you got to know each other's characters yourselves. Uh, Jesse wouldn't say that that way. She'd say it this way. Absolutely. And TJ would respond this like this. Way. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that comes a lot. Sharon directs me a lot. Like, yeah, I want to, you want him to do this year. And, you know, because like, like, like I said, this is my first one I've ever done. Yeah. So I block, you know, it's called blocking where I got to stand. All these things are very new to me. So 
I'm having the most difficult. <laughs> I think I, I Don't let him fool you. He's doing great. <laughs> so, but it is, it is difficult to me and I, I want to be good at it. I yeah. Wanna do, I want to, you know, I'm gonna, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it as best I can. So Absolutely. I want to be good. So I put a lot of pressure on myself, but, um, yeah, I, I just, we're, we're, I think we're doing fine. I think we're doing good. There's some parts I need to, I have some long paragraphs. That's, that's, I'm, I'm getting through them. Yeah, it, it, a minute, man. learning the lines. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. We're going to take quick. a quick commercial break. More with the Sheridan Civic Theater Guild discussing the play Beer for Breakfast when we come back. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. facing foreclosure or pre-foreclosure and you don't know what to do do you want to still be able to walk away with some equity before you lose your property while renovation is here to help while renovation will come to your home evaluate the value and make your cash offer with minimal bank involvement you can avoid the foreclosure process keep your record clean and walk away with some equity Find out more at wirerenovation.com or find them on Facebook. What would Christmas be without tradition? Without the comfort of home, the joy of family, and the smiles of children? Sheridan Media welcomes you to open your heart this year during the 25th annual Christmas Wish Campaign. Due to temporary circumstances beyond their control, some families, friends, and neighbors will struggle to make ends meet, let alone have a Merry Christmas. It is tradition for the Christmas Wish Campaign to bring the spirit of the holidays to those individuals. In the past, we have assisted several people with everything from bills to food clothing, Christmas trees, and toys for children. Please send your Christmas wish nominations and donations to P.O. Box 5086 Sheridan or submit them online at SheridanMedia.com as soon as possible. All wishes must be submitted in writing and must include your name and phone number. There are follow-up questions our committee will need to have answered to properly assess each wish. Wishes must be received by Friday, November 25th. Partners for this year's Christmas wish campaign are Atlas Chiropractic, First Federal Bank and Trust, Heartland Kubota, Advanced Auto Body, A-Line Roofing and Exteriors, and Wyoming Corporate Office. When it comes to hunting and fishing, your bragging rights aren't always about that big buck or deer, pheasant or trout. It's also about that time spent with family and friends. CNB Operations and Sheridan Media present the Bragging Rights Photo Contest, where you can not only win a $300 custom hunting knife, courtesy of Buckaroo Blades, but amazing prizes from CNB Operations. Sure, enter that trophy on the contest page of SheridanMedia.com, but you can also enter pics of you and your family or buddies just enjoying the Wyoming outdoors. CNB Operations, your local John Deere dealer, is also featuring their new home and ranch hardware center with a huge prize package which you can only enter at cnb store on heartland drive and this is cool cnb will also be donating one thousand dollars in the name of the bragging rights contest the wyoming wildlife federation so brag a little send us your picks and maybe you'll be the winner of one heck of a hunting knife while helping to preserve hunting and fishing in wyoming enter today at sheridanmedia.com 
Your time is valuable, especially when you are sick or injured. At Sheridan Memorial Hospital Urgent Care, once your visit is complete, we can send you home with the prescription medications you need to feel better right away. You get the medications you need immediately with no extra stops or waits on your way home. This is Dr. David Nickerson, Medical Director at Sheridan Memorial Hospital Urgent Care. Our new take-home medication service is just one more way we deliver value and convenience to our patients. Walk-ins are always welcome, or you can save your spot online at SheridanUrgentCare.com. When was the last time someone asked you for your opinion? Now I'm asking. Attend any of the 10 Community Review listening sessions on November 2nd and 3rd to contribute your ideas and suggestions about the future of Sheridan County. Local groups, including the Chamber, City, and County, have partnered with the Wyoming Business Council to create a locally driven report of priorities and needs. Go to SheridanCounty.com and click on the Thrive 2035 logo for the schedule. No reservations are needed, just show up with your thoughts and opinions. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning I am joined by Sheridan Civic Theater Guild members Sharon Bedard, Valerie Hovland, Robbie Wells, and we are discussing the performance Beer for Breakfast. Now, Sharon, before we go any farther, when will this play run? We begin November 10th. We run the 10th, 11th, 12th. Uh, 13th is a matinee. And then the following week, the 17th, 18th, and 19th. And then the 20th, our last performance, is another matinee. The weeknights are 7 o'clock opening. And um, so it's coming right up very quickly. Absolutely. How long does the play run for? An hour, two hours? It's uh, supposed to be about 110 minutes. With a 10-minute <laughs> intermission, it'll be probably about 120. So a little over two hours. Just, nice. Just over. Yeah. So a good long play that you can sit back and enjoy. And yes. this will be showing up at the Civic Theater Guild Playhouse. Where is that? The Carriage House, which is on the grounds on the back side of the Kendrick Mansion, uh, you can reach it by the Delphi entrance, or you can come through the mansion grounds. There's parking all around, so it's it's very easy to find. Um, so we hope to see everyone there. Now, for those who haven't attended a play up there as mm -hmm. of yet, how how large is is the carriage house? Uh, you know, someone says carriage house, and they think, "Wow, I'm going into a garage." Well, we have. Um, I believe it's 86 seats. It's very small. It's very intimate. We don't need to have microphones because it's it's so so wonderful. Uh, the sound is good. It's a small stage. It's just uh, a small setting. It's just very comfortable. And I think that gives us something different. Than, than larger performances and, and bigger theaters. Not that I'm saying anything bad about them, but the intimacy mm -hmm. uh, in, at the carriage house, I think, is, is something that really adds a lot to the personability of a play. You know, getting people in there. No, you know, huge sets. We've put all that aside, and now it's just, it's the person, it's the lines, it's the performance. It's almost like boiling it down to the humanity of, of a good play. It is. And I love the stage of the carriage house. Uh, the brick, I, I like to use that back brick wall as part of my set. I love to use the curtains as part of the set. 
And this time, um, it, it's been difficult for me, but we will not be using a curtain to separate the scenes or the acts. Um, and I, I like to pull a curtain, but we're not able to do that with this particular play. So it's just going to be a fade in and fade out. Wow, and wide yeah. open. Okay, where do I pick up tickets? Tickets are available through the Wyo Theater box office, online at wyotheater.com, or uh, if you'd like, and we don't recommend this, but you can buy them the night of the theater or the night of the show that you choose to go to at the box office at the Carriage House. For those of you who buy your tickets online, you will be able to pick those up at the box office at the Carriage House. Sharon, Valerie, Rob, thank you for coming in this morning. I greatly appreciate it. And I love speaking with with artists, and and you guys are truly that. I look forward to the play. Thank you very much. Thank Thank you. you. All right, when we come back, we'll speak with House District 29 candidate Ken Pendergraft. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Sharon. With more than 30 years of providing excellent service to Sheridan area businesses, Parker Mellander has the knowledge and expertise to help solve your bookkeeping problems, answer questions about IRS notices, and discuss your business concerns. Schedule a review of your financial records today and we'll find solutions that work best for you. Ask about our exclusive fixed price agreement, one annual fee, unlimited phone calls and meetings. Parker Mellander, 1811 South Sheridan Avenue, Sheridan. Sheridan Orthopedic Associates continues its over 50-year tradition of surgical excellence in Northeast Wyoming and Southern Montana with the addition of Dr. Jory Wasserberger, a Wyoming native and fellowship trained at the Mayo Clinic in Orthopedic Sports Medicine. Dr. Wasserberger joins a team of highly rated surgeons providing spine, sports, hand, hip, knee, and shoulder surgery, joint replacement, and more, including emergency care 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit us at SheridanOrtho.com to learn more. This is Riata Cook, Miss Rodeo, Wyoming 2023. I would like to invite you to my coronation fundraiser on Saturday, November 5th at the Best Western. Come enjoy a tour of Italy dinner, drinks, a silent and live auction, and finish the night off dancing to Tris Munzik and the Innocents. To get tickets, go to MissRodeoWyoming.com. If you would like to donate an auction item or become one of my personal sponsors, email me at Riata, that is R-E-A-T-A, at MissRodeoWyoming.com. Purchase tickets at MissRodeoWyoming.com. Voting this year? Keep in mind that Wyoming law requires voters to show an acceptable form of identification when voting in person at the polls. There are several things you can use as identification, including a driver's license, a tribal ID card, a U.S. military card, a valid U.S. passport, a valid Medicare or Medicaid card, and your UW-Wyoming Community College or Wyoming Public School ID. If you don't have one of these, you may obtain a free Wyoming ID card from the local driver services office. Mark Gordon has been tested, and we trust him. He cut state spending, and Wyoming's budget is the leanest in 10 years. When the feds tried to close our schools, Mark Gordon said no, and Wyoming led the nation with the most in-person class days. And while Joe Biden works to shut down Wyoming's energy industry, Mark Gordon fights back. Now, Mark Gordon needs our vote. 
Let's stick with him. Paid for by friends of Mark Gordon. Hi, this is Jill Bates with the Best Real Estate Team. How can you not love sports and what it does for you as a person? As an athlete, coach, spectator, parent, family, friend, or official, it's the best. I played sports, I chased my boys in sports, and I still follow Colton as a coach, and I'm always cheering on athletes locally and around the state. As you're watching or listening to the very talented Sharon Brocks today, cheer loud, be a great fan, and enjoy the ride. And when it's time for you to buy or sell, work with the Best Team for all your real estate needs. Call 675-BEST or online at bestwy. Go Bronx. Dan Marshall here with Captain Clean. Your heating and cooling system are the lungs of your home or business, taking air in and breathing it out, directly affecting your indoor air quality. Normal day-to-day activity generates lots of contaminants and air pollutants such as dander, dust, and chemicals. Call today for your free HVAC cleaning estimate. It's 100% free, and nobody has the equipment or expertise to clean HVAC like we do. Call Captain Clean today, 672-0726. Affordable choices for healthy living. Good morning, and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. Ken Pendergraft with the Republican Party, is running for election to the Wyoming House of Representatives to represent District 29. He is on the ballot in the general election on November 8th, advancing from the Republican primary that was held August 16th, defeating Gary Miller by a razor-thin margin. Good morning, Mr. Pendergraft. Good morning. It's good to be back, Floyd. It's good to have you, sir. Thank you for coming in. Now, uh, for those who may not know who you are, could you tell us uh, where and how did you grow up? I was born in Casper. I was raised here in Sheridan. I attended Taylor and Linden Central Junior High School and then spent three years at Bighorn, graduated Grable, 1980. And not too long after that, I joined the military, spent about 10 years and uh, got to see the world. What branch were you in? I was a regular army. Oh, wow. Okay. I was a motor sergeant and uh, got to go to Desert Storm. That was a lot of fun. And uh, anyway, got back, left Europe, came back to uh, Fort Carson in Colorado Springs, taught motor officers how to do their job, and then got out and got into business for myself as a cabinet maker and a trim carpenter. And I've done that pretty much ever since. Oh, fantastic. So y- your education is kind of the, uh, U S military. Uh, very well, that much- was, that was part of it while I was there. I never sought a degree, but while I was there, I took, I've always had an interest in en- English and communications and oh, I wow. took a number of courses from university of Maryland and central Texas college and others. Oh, fantastic. But, um, like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't really after, a degree. Uh, I've also been a part-time pastor or full-time pastor most much of my life. Oh, really? Okay, that's fin- yeah, that's good to know. So, do you still <laughs> do you still preach off and on? I have not been preaching for the last year and a half or so. I was an interim pastor out at Bighorn, and they've got a full-time person, so I'm kind of enjoying doing some other things, including a little politicking. Yeah, just a little bit, right? Yeah. Now, uh, in civilian life, you said you're a, a trim carpenter and a cabinet maker. Yeah, I I joined a local construction company here about 16 years ago, and I've been working for them, of course, ever since. And uh, now my job is pretty much just pointing and making sure things happen. <laughs> That's what what a lot of people want to work up to, right? That... I'm not sure why, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah. 
Now, what inspired you to run for the legislature? COVID. When we had one case of COVID in Wyoming and our governor came out and locked us down, I thought we need, this, this has gone too far. There's too much overreach. It's, it's been a progressive problem for years. I've always been interested in politics. My dad was very active in that. And so I was raised that way. And I always kind of planned that when I retire, this is what I would do. But that kind of spurred me on that. And I got a call from a friend of mine who's a legislator. He says, he says, can. He says I, need a, I need you to do me a favor. And I said, well, sure, whatever you need. He says, I need you to run. <laughs> and that got started. So I ran last time uh, against Mark Kenner, who was an incumbent. Um, maybe not a razor thin margin, but I was pretty close. And that yeah. inspired me to keep going. So for the last two and a half years, I worked very hard trying to get myself in a position where I understand better what I'm doing. Yeah. And uh, I'm hoping that we're there. How's the campaign gone so far? You feel? I think very good. Yeah. It's really hard to tell. There's no way to. There's no polls or anything to measure <laughs> yeah. that. Not, not feedback, like at the national level, I've right? done a lot of door-to-dooring. I've talked to many, many people. I get a lot of feedback. Fundraising has been good, and I feel pretty encouraged by that. But you just never know until it's over. Yeah, until November yeah. 9th, right? Late November 8th if we're <laughs> Yeah. Because I need my sleep. Now, what would you say your core values are? I'm a conservative Christian. Uh, traditional values that follow along those lines. I do tend to be uh, lean a little more libertarian than some of my Christian friends would like. There are places where I draw the line. I draw the line on abortion. I believe that's a living child within there, and therefore it needs to be protected and stood up for. But a lot of the other things, it just kind of comes down to, I don't really care what you do in your house. Just keep it there. But when you start infecting the schools, and I call it sexualization of children, when I see that, now I've got a little bit of a problem. And so, so that's, that's, that's kind of where I'm coming from. I'm, I'm very conservative. Yeah. Now, how will those values reflect uh, in your leadership as a lawmaker? I, I guess that's kind of a simple question, but it, to me it would seem pretty obvious if— I have a core set of values. I'm not really interested in trying to say something that's going to please somebody. I just tell you what I think. And so if you go back, like I mentioned earlier before we were on the air, I'm a podcaster. I've been doing that for a couple of years now. And there are hundreds of hours of my opinion out there. And if anybody wants to know, find the, the podcast called The Ramble Room and look me up. Yeah. And you will know. I also have a lot of my friends who are legislators. I've befriended at least a dozen of them. Uh, the, the ones who have won the primaries, probably another dozen of them I have met with, and we're already working on bills and plans that we, that we need to go because we have a common, a common goal, a common value, which is to take Wyoming and make it, we call it the light on the hill. We can lead the way back to prosperity away from the precipice that we find ourselves on at this point. And what precipice do you feel that is? The precipice of too much government, of everything basically falling apart. We need to go back to the principles that we know work. Small government, uh, low taxes, 
liberty. Abide by the Constitution. If it's not in the Constitution, we don't do it. Those sorts of principles, that's where I'm coming from. So would you say that your platform uh, is basically like a reduction in spending, a reduction read, in... Read the Republican County platform. I helped write it. And my personal platform is almost perfectly aligned with that. There are a couple of things where I slightly disagree on the probably more the way it was worded than what's behind it. For our listeners, what is that? You don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and I say that a little bit tongue in cheek, but if, if you're going to vote, you need to be educated and being educated doesn't sit down, doesn't mean sitting down and listen for five, 10 minutes, 15, 20 minutes to somebody that's going to say whatever it is they think you want to hear. You need to go do the research. Well, in my case, I've done public speaking all over the place. I have been campaigning for two and a half years for this seat. I have been keynote speaker at Republican events. I'm, I frequent them. It is no secret what I stand for to anybody that wants to find where I'm at. Now, what would you say you feel about the current political environment? It's not near as bad as, as it's made out to be. I, th I think the press has a way of trying to stir the pot, and especially within the Republican Party. You know, I've, I've been very much involved in Republican politics in Wyoming for the last several years, and I know the players. I know the discussions. Um, it's not near as divided as it would be pictured to be. It is a fact, though, that because we have two very different worldviews among the population of not just Wyoming, but the United States, that there is a, a recent polarization and there's a struggle for control. One side wants uh, government intervention. One side wants basically every time there's a societal ill, we think the government has a way to, to remedy that. And there are others like myself who are more liberty minded is the way I would call it that believe there are other ways to, to solve these issues. There has always been that push and pull from what we call the right and the left. And that has somewhat intensified. I regret the fact that we're less willing to sit and talk to each other. And there's a lot of name calling goes on, uh, unfortunately on both sides of the fence. And I don't commonly partake in that, but it's, it's out there. Are you willing to reach across an aisle to, to work with uh, your, your fellow lawmakers? If the as, need should as arise. Long, as long as they agree with me. <laughs> that, you know, that's a common thing about, I want to go, I want to go reach across the aisle. What I want to do is go and abide by the principles that I was elected by. And those principles are the Republican party platform. Those principles, as I've mentioned, uh, smaller government, less taxes. As long as that's where we're headed, that's what I'm going to push for. Reaching across the aisle, going along to get along. I've actively followed politics for over 50 years. And what I have seen is a constant slide to the left. Farther and farther and farther. And quite frankly, there are a whole lot of people that are waking up and realizing that the Wyoming legislature in particular is not a reflection 
of the people of Wyoming. It is farther to the left. And they're upset about it. They're fed up. Harriet Hageman did masterful speaking to that effect. And I happen to be one of them who has just said, you know, we've gotten along to go along or, or vice versa for so long. And all we've done is lose gracefully. You remember uh, the Harlem Globetrotters? Absolutely. And they played against the Washington Nationals. I have an ad out there right now that talks about, does it ever feel like the Republican Party's job is to lose gracefully? That's what the Washington Nationals did for so many years, was lose gracefully to the Harlem Globetrotters, and everything just moved along there. Well, there's a new team in town, and we're sick of losing. And speaking of some of those issues, the average citizen in Wyoming saw a 16% hike in Mm. property taxes this year. How would you work with other lawmakers to reduce this burden on Wyoming families? We're already on that. We're working on legislation that would do what we call an acquisition base. We want to roll back before the bubble five to seven years and set a baseline for property values. And then the property tax assessment would be based on what you paid for that property, not what someone else who came into the neighborhood and paid far too much for it. That would allow things to become uh, more stabilized, more flat, and more consistent so that if, if a person owns a house, say, for 30 or 40 years, they understand where their property taxes are going to be. There might have to be some sort of a little elevator, we would call it in there, that maybe every year the taxes are going to go up 1% or 2%. I personally don't particularly like that. We can get into that at Liberty later. But you need to be predictable. You know, my home, I've, I look the last three or so statements that I've gotten, it's, it's astounding what they're doing. And what we're, what's happening is we're being taxed on money that we've never realized. That home is projected to be worth something, but with Wyoming's boom and bust cycle, in another two years, it could be worth virtually nothing. And I've been paying taxes on, on income I never saw. This is especially difficult for older folks who've been in their home for a long time. They're on a fixed income. We've got to stop it. And we have a plan to do that. And there are a lot of people behind it. So I don't think there's going to be much question that we'll get that passed. That bill or, or yeah, or something similar. I mean, it, there's going to be some give and take. There's, there's always amendments that come and go, but this is something that is pretty much universal. If you talk about reaching across the aisle, pretty much every side says we've got to get a handle on this. Yeah. Yeah. What, what happened? Uh, do you, why the sudden increase? We live in a magnificent place to be. Crime is low. It's a beautiful place to live. People want to be here. That's called the free market. And so people in trying to flee other places that are not as well managed politically are fed up. I I can't tell you how many people that I met who said I had to get out of Washington state. I had to get out of California. I had to get out of here, there, everywhere, Um, especially the Midwest. They're they're coming out here because you remember the old slogan for Wyoming. Wyoming is what America was and that's what's happening. But as they come in, we need to be very cautious at educating them about why we are the way we are. We have this kind of lifestyle because we have a conservative mindset. 
And if we allow too many people to come in and bring their bad ideas with them, they're going to, they're going to ruin us just like they've done other places. What do you see as the problem with K through 12 funding? And what do you think that can be done to resolve that problem? What do you mean problem? Consistently, uh, uh, the legislature fails to find a funding for K through 12. That's horse apples. I have in front of me what is called the Continued Review of Educational Resources in Wyoming. This is the crew report. This is the report given to the Wyoming legislature. This one's dated February of 22. It's the most recent one that you can get. It's put out by the Wyoming Department of Education. We spend almost 1.78 or $1.8 billion to educate 90,000 kids. If you do the math, that is $19,732 per student per year. That number has gone up every single year for years. I have right in front of me here from 2013 all the way to 2021. It's gone up every year. We don't have a funding problem in education. They're adequately funded. What you're hearing is a, a preemptive posturing by the WEA and others that are afraid that when things really do get tight, that we're going to have to look at cutting their budget. And so they're trying to, I guess, squeak already. So no, we don't have a problem funding education. They're adequately funded. In fact, there are only about two states in the union that spend, uh, spend more money per student than Wyoming does. Our states are ex- our, our students are excellently funded. Our teachers are well paid. Our administrators are well paid. There is a funding model that's described in this crew report. And for almost all of our salaries in almost every school district, our faculty are paid at a hundred percent, hundred and ten percent of that model. Some as high as I think there's a couple out there, one hundred and thirty six percent. We're not hurting for money. So you feel that, I mean, would you cut spending into education or would you support that? Every family has been affected by inflation. Inflation affects everything that we do. In the last, in the last year, in the 2019-2020 school year, we spent $18,222 per student. It went up. $1,500 this year. That's about 8%. That's in keeping with inflation. I want to give you your two minutes, sir. Sure. I, I just got the signal. You've got uh, uh, two minutes if, if you would speak to your well, the voters. Let me, let me continue this. As, as things get tough, and they're very likely to get tough, we're going to have to make some serious grown-up decisions about how we spend our money. And traditionally, education is sacrosanct. We dare not touch it. And if you even suggest not even cutting it, but tempering the rate of growth in that, then immediately you are lambasted as some sort of anti-education. What we need in education is competition. If you have a product that is too expensive, if you have a product that is inefficient, what it needs is competition. My opponent was on the other day, and she was lamenting the fact that we were taking, I think she said it was $14 million dollars, um, out of public education, she claimed, and turning that over to, um, what's the term for the, the schools? Um, 
It's, it's not true. They're still public schools. That, that 14 million that she was talking about was just public education in another way. She was talking about charter schools. Excuse me. I drew a blank there. What we need is to encourage competition. It will make everybody better. It'll make the public schools better. We turn things back into the, the laboratories of, of experimentation. And you've got all these different people out there coming up with different ways to educate kids. It will require a paradigm shift. We need that. The public school system at these exorbitant prices is only turning out kids that are slightly better than average. We can do way better. Well, sir, I, I greatly appreciate you coming in and speaking with me today. Uh, I want to wish you luck on November 8th as you head out there. Uh, Pen Ken Pendergraft running for District 29. Thank you, sir. Thank you for it. All right. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Share. Are you sick and tired of feeling sick and tired? Dr. Colin Hardy and his team at Atlas Chiropractic are here to help. When your spine is out of alignment or subluxated, the nervous system can't function properly. Spinal misalignments can lead not only to headaches and back pain, but also sleeplessness, chronic tiredness, decreased immunity, and general malaise. Don't wait. Call Atlas Chiropractic today for a free examination and consultation with Dr. Hardy. It's time to spring into a healthier you at Atlas Chiropractic, Sheridan's premier wellness center. Call 672-6000 to schedule your appointment. This is Dr. Colin Hardy with Atlas Chiropractic. Be sure to ask us about our new patient specials. Take the first step to a better you. Call 672-6000. That's 672-6000. Your healing begins when you pick up the phone. In business, in life, and in community, our values matter. One of First Federal Bank and Trust's core values is honesty and integrity above all else to do the right things for their staff, customers, and community. First Federal has been investing in our community for 87 years. We invite you to bank with us and see for yourself the positive impact a local bank makes on our community. First Federal Bank and Trust, our values drive our business. Online at efirstfederal.bank. Member FDIC. The McTeacher Nights are coming back to McDonald's on Coffee Avenue. That's right. Thursday, November 3rd from 5 to 8 p.m. Come into McDonald's on Coffee Avenue. Have a great meal. And then a portion of the proceeds will benefit Bighorn Elementary. You'll be served by some of your favorite teachers, administrators, and, of course, the great McDonald's team. It's back. McTeacher Night, Thursday, November 3rd, 5 to 8 p.m. Benefiting Bighorn Elementary School. McTeacher Night will be at the Coffee Avenue location only. The countdown is on. Pitch Night is a Upon us. Hi, this is Scott Rendell, Director of Impact Sheridan. Tonight we find out which new Shining Star businesses will be winning the Sheridan Startup Challenge. Plan to join us at the Wyo Theater, 5.30 p.m. for an interesting night of great new business ideas. Admission is free. Or log in from home by joining our live stream link found at SheridanMedia.com. You won't want to miss the sixth annual celebration of Sheridan entrepreneurship. Please call 675-1939 if you need more information. Have you heard? 
Sheridan's own Vacutech is growing and they're now hiring part-time weekend workers. Open positions include general labor, machine operators, traders, and more. Vacutech is offering weekend premium pay and a $2,000 sign-on bonus. This is the perfect opportunity to make extra money or even a great living while working weekends and enjoying the week off. For more information and to apply, visit Vacutech's Open Opportunities page on their website at vacutechllc.com. What would Christmas be without tradition? Without the comfort of home, the joy of family, and the smiles of children? Sheridan Media welcomes you to open your heart this year during the 25th Annual Christmas Wish Campaign. Due to temporary circumstances beyond their control, some families, friends, and neighbors will struggle to make ends meet, let alone have a Merry Christmas. It is tradition for the Christmas Wish Campaign to bring the spirit of the holidays to those individuals. In the past, we have assisted several people with everything from bills to food, clothing, Christmas trees, and toys for children. Please send your Christmas Wish nominations and donations to P.O. Box 5086 Sheridan or submit them online at SheridanMedia.com as soon as possible. All wishes must be submitted in writing and must include your name and phone number. There are follow-up questions our committee will need to have answered to properly assess each wish. Wishes must be received by Friday, November 25th. Partners for this year's Christmas Wish Campaign are Atlas Chiropractic, First Federal Bank and Trust, Heartland Kubota, Advanced Auto Body, A-Line Roofing and Exteriors, and Wyoming Corporate Office. When it comes to your Wyoming outdoor bragging rights, everybody's got a different take. CNB Operations, Buckaroo Blades, and Sheridan Media are giving you the chance to show the world what you want to brag about in the Bragging Rights Photo Contest on Sheridan Media's contest page. You could win a $300 bone-handled hunting knife and sheath and be part of supporting Wyoming Outdoors because CNB Operations, your local John Deere dealer on Heartland Drive, will be donating $1,000 to the Wyoming Outdoors Federation to help make sure we keep our Wyoming Outdoors what it's always been. Hey, and this is cool too. Just by stopping in to C&B and dropping an entry into the box in the new Ranch and Home and Hardware Supply Store, you could win an amazing prize package, including a new chainsaw. So go to the SheridanMedia.com contest page, click on Bragging Rights, and upload your photo of anything hunting, fishing, camping, or hiking in Wyoming's great outdoors. And you could be the big winner of a $300 hunting knife from Buckaroo Blades. KROE. Sheridan, broadcasting from the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio. K-R-O-E.